You're listening to an episode of Your Nerdy Girlfriend Podcast, a podcast all about living the highs and the lows of your best nerdy life. I'm your host, Jazzy, and I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday. It's the age-old question and the age-old argument, which is better? Marvel or DC? And anytime you ask a new Marvel fan why they prefer Marvel over DC, their answer is going to be, Marvel has better movies. Yeah, that's kind of a dumb answer to me because, I mean, okay, but that has everything to do with the director and the money behind the movies. And then you ask them, okay, but you only like the Marvel movies after Disney acquired Marvel and have the money to put behind these movies. So in a sense, I will agree that Marvel's had a better movie run than DC has, but I will always be a DC fan at heart because I prefer the way DC comics read compared to the way Marvel comics read. There's a lot of backstory and a lot of story in general in a Marvel comic, and there's just a little bit more action for me in a DC comic, and that's why I prefer them. I also prefer more DC heroes because I just love their story arcs a little bit more, and they're um, back, they're just information and their fights and their the things they believe in a little bit more than I like with Marvel. But that's my own personal opinion, and I'm not here to convince you to go either way. But what I am here to convince you is to go see The Suicide Squad, the sequel to Suicide Squad. And before you tell me how terrible DC movies are, I want you to just sit back, listen to this episode, and hear me out. Because I will make you a believer if I do anything else through this episode of Your Nerdy Girlfriend. All right, so let's talk the first movie versus the second one. All I'm going to say is there is a massive difference between the first Suicide Squad and the second Suicide Squad. And I rewatched the first one twice so I could make sure that I was right about this difference. The true difference is there was a storyline in the second Suicide Squad movie. The first one was just a modgepodge of events that were kind of strung together to seem like it was a story, but there was no true story. They were so focused on everybody's backstories of why they are the way they are and everything else and less about what was actually happening in the moment. And I think that... It's because they wanted to introduce all of these characters. And to be honest, we didn't need a backstory for all these characters for them to be like super introduced. The only backstory we needed in the first one was with Amanda Waller explaining the characters, explaining who they are, da da da. And then that's it. Like these consistent, extensive backstories were just ridiculous. And also, there was a huge lack of comedy in the first one. Everything was so serious. Nothing was really funny. It's just, there was that lack of comedy. It was kind of just, it was very dry to me. It was kind of just like, okay, so you're not going to give me a story. You're not going to make it funny. What is supposed to pull me in to this movie? The fact that you put Harley in there in a half naked outfit, like, that's not working for me. And also, I liked Harley's outfit in the first Suicide Squad, but it just doesn't seem practical. Like, okay, yeah, I understand the the outfit. Fine. She wants to wear fishnet tights, shorts, and a 
in a t-shirt that's cool with me that makes sense but in her hair and ponytails okay but why is she wearing heels what does this is my least favorite harley outfits i like a lot of harley's outfits i have some favorites but man the heels were so freaking pointless <laughs> i just i don't know anyway and so then you get to the the second movie um where we get a little bit more more backstory that only matters. So the only backstory we're getting from these characters is the backstory that matters to their current situation. And that's not even a lot of backstory. Personally, I was here for that 100% because we didn't need to know the background and everything for all these characters. We got who they were, what they do, the end. I liked that Harley's outfit was a little bit more practical for the thing she does. I loved it. I, I loved um, the outfit so much. I bought it from Hot Topic. So there you go. Um, very reminiscent of her, I want to say it's the Arkham Knight video game outfit. Yeah, it's very similar to that in a lot of ways, which I love because it's one of my favorite Harley outfits. So I was like, oh yeah, perfect. Awesome. But also, um, the, the story literally had a beginning, a middle and end. And that's all you can ask for out of a movie. Can I get a beginning, a middle and end, please? Can we get a climax? Can there be plot points that make sense? Like, can the story be told in a way where I'm sucked in the entire time. Like I don't have to just really have to beg myself to continue watching the movie because the first Suicide Squad was like a snooze snoozer. Like I straight up swear to God, I was going to go to bed. But and this one, you have that and you have the comedy aspect of it. That's going to keep you sucked in because you're going to be laughing the entire time. Like I was cracking up. It was funny. It was um, it was funny and quirky in its own way. And that's what you get in a James Gunn movie. That's why we love Guardians of the Galaxy so much. So I was like, finally, someone understood the assignment. It should have always been done in that type of format because of who the Suicide Squad is. And we shouldn't have made the first Suicide Squad movie like a Batman movie because it felt like that's what they were trying to do. Like, it just... <laughs> not good not not good at all and i saw that like ode to the justice league at the end of the first suicide squad movie which also just was that should have been a prequel to let us know the justice league movie was going to be complete and utter garbage <laughs> okay garbage and it was but that is a story for a different day or a different episode but <laughs> But yeah, so that's where my thoughts are comparing the two movies. If you didn't like the first one, I encourage you to see this one because you're going to like it. I promise you. For all the reasons you hated the first one, you'll like this one. And that is just the best way of me putting it. All right, so let's talk about the story, the choreography, and just some of the beautiful parts of this movie. Now, the story was really good. Um, don't worry, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. But what I will say is that the story really felt completed this time. Like there was an actual story. I feel as though in the first one, there wasn't really as much story that we were a little confused a lot of the time. But with this one, we got a full story. It made sense. The Suicide Squad be existing made sense. Um, we got to see more of Amanda Waller and just how this whole thing is going to be run. And we also get to see more of the quirks and different parts of all the different um, characters in the Suicide Squad and what they bring to the table, which I feel was very lackluster in the first one. 
I think this story was really good. It was really well written. And um, it could have went really left if it was improperly directed. Because it was things like the comedic timing and like the choreography with the fight scenes in general just that made it such an epic storytelling and the music choices the score for this movie was fantastic I could not wait to get the soundtrack so that all is what made the Suicide Squad such a fantastic movie I just need to talk about this one scene so there's a scene where Harley Quinn is just she has this ginormous like fight scene where she's taking on like all these people by herself as in a as in a way to escape. And when I tell you it was the most beautiful fight choreographed scene I've seen in a while, I was like, wow, it was almost poetic, like ballet, like it was gorgeous. I loved every bit of it. I was immensely, immensely like just sucked in during the scene. It was beautiful. It was amazing. And the way that Margot did it, I was like, wow. Like, you really got to see her range as a actress and as a just a creator in that scene and just in this movie. And that all goes down to having a good director that's able to really bring out what needs to be brought out of these characters or these actors and actresses so that we can get the most out of scenes that they're in. And I just, I'm absolutely baffled. Like it was absolutely beautiful, absolutely amazing. There were some other fight scenes in there that I just felt like were choreographed. Some of them were a little bit longer than others, but like that scene was fantastic. A kudos to them for that. And the comedic timing, the comedy was hilarious. I will say John Cena did a really good job. I didn't just see John Cena, which was very nice. I I saw his character. So I was like, okay, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I believe his character's name was Peacemaker. So that was, he was really good. And um, Idris Elba was good too. I was actually worried about him playing Bud Sport, but he did a good job and I really loved it. But I think what enticed me the most was that this is the third time that we've seen Margot play um, Harley and in the first Suicide Squad movie it was done pretty poorly and I feel like that's because her only direction was be sexy be sexy be sexy and I was so frustrated with this like sex symbol of Harley because she's so much deeper than that and she's such a symbol for a lot of women so to have this like rendition of her was just stressful for us. And I understand that the Joker, she's supposed to be like submissive and everything. But if you go back and watch the original Batman, the animated series or read the comic books with Harley in it, she's not so much submissive as she is just, she's funny. Like she's very calm, comedic. She's very funny. She's quirky. And, um, and it drives the Joker crazy, but he absolutely loves it. So I just felt like this whole like, submissive type role or just sex symbol role that they were trying to give her in the first one was very not um, reflective of who she was the character but of what the world thought Harley was based off of the little bit of knowledge of her in movies and not actual people who were really into the Batman series so then you have Birds of Prey Harley which we get a little bit more of that but we're still not truly seeing Harley and I feel as though in this one, 
we got Harley from like the Harley Quinn TV show, Harley, the, the funny Harley. I mean, I did not know Margot Robbie was funny. She is funny. I was cracking up. We were laughing. Like the comic relief was beautiful. It was like, finally, this is Harley. She can still be pretty. She can still be sexy, but she's also quirky and she's funny and she's weird. And that's the beauty of who she is as a character. So when you try to form her into something she's not, give her the Lola Bunny treatment from the first Space Jam movie. And in compared to the Lola Bunny we got in the Looney Tunes show, it's like the Lola Bunny and the Looney Tunes show. That's the personality that we love. We love that. Kirsten Wig brought that character to life. Like we loved that because that was what we were hoping for. And then we got a sex symbol in the first um, Space Jam movie. And like I said, there's nothing wrong with sex symbols, but women are more than that. And so to finally see the range of Harley and just throughout the movie was just amazing because I finally felt like this is the Harley we've always wanted and that people have always connected with and we finally got her so and just all of the comedy like the jokes were really funny they were really well delivered and um just even just the the as I call them the peas and carrots so like just like the stuff in the background or the um facial expressions like even when they weren't even saying anything like the actors understood the assignment and they made it 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 was funny but then again James Gunn knows how to bring that out of characters because we saw in Guardian Galaxy 1 and 2 because in Guardian Galaxy 2 you saw you really saw some range like you really saw these characters um come to life there there was a there was a good balance of drama and really, really intense moments as there was really funny moments that just had you like snorting up milk, cracking up. And I loved that about his direction. So when they said he was doing the Suicide Squad, I was like, oh, this is going to be fantastic. And it did not disappoint. Absolutely. It did not disappoint at all. Final thing I want to talk about is, you know, just not only the fashion, so basically the aesthetic of the characters in their comic books as reflected on screen, but also um, the makeup, the style, and the realness of the characters. I think something that James Gunn does really well is he shows us that um, these characters have more levels than their powers, than their abilities. And that's something really amazing. That's why people love the Guardians of the Galaxy, because they're human. And not so much technically human-human, as we know, but they have this relatability to them that makes you feel like, yeah, I would have acted exactly like that in that words. I would have acted exactly like that in that situation. And I feel as though... We don't um, get that from a lot of movies with um, heroes and villains in them. So it makes you root. But also sometimes you're like, wait a minute. Well, I was just rooting for this person. Maybe I don't want to root for this person. And I absolutely love that about his characters because one choice can totally change your opinion on them because they are they are just like us. And I absolutely love that. Um, I think the costumes were pretty 
spot on. Ratcatcher 2 had the mask, and I absolutely loved um, Daniela playing that character. Did such a good job. Uh, Bloodsport, the outfit was uh, perfect. He had the mask, too. Um, and uh, Peacemaker, I don't know what it is, but John Cena looks just like Peacemaker. Like, it was a bo- Captain Boomerang. Like, it was it was good, guys. It was absolutely good seeing, like, these characters reflected on screen. So spot on. Even, um, even Harley, just um, her outfit from this movie since the last one has definitely upgraded. I feel like it's something more Harley-esque um, with an ode to what she would have originally wore. So I love it. But I also... Um, I love the fact that these um, characters had, you know, the tweaks to their outfits as well so that it was a little bit more realistic as to something they would be wearing nowadays. Um, And just it was kind of cool to see these characters like work together as a team for a common goal. And um, yeah, and I don't know what it is about Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller, but she she's terrifies me in this role she's so good like it's like wow this woman is insane but she gets results and I guess that's what you want in America and so um yeah definitely was obsessed with how they did the hair for Harley in certain scenes the makeup for the characters in certain scenes just the aesthetic it was very true to their own characters I mean having um rat catcher covered in um dirt consistently made sense because she was homeless and she was in the dirt and the dust and the sewers so if she was clean all the time it'd be like what the heck doesn't make any sense so keeping that consistency was really good but showing how these character strengths and weaknesses work together was also really good um polka dot man uh, that part was a little intense, you know, because of his polka dots and stuff. But I thought that it was really cool and um, really nice to see his character be brought to life, too. Because, I mean, Polka Dot can't, Man is such an obscure character. It's like, what? But I absolutely loved it. So, yeah. there you have it overall such a great movie definitely one i'm excited to watch over and over again especially because it'll be on hbo max um probably my favorite movie to come out of dc in a while i hope we start to use this movie as the blueprint for the rest of the dc movies so we can get some movies with a little bit more depth a little bit more creativity and to really see these characters brought to life and brought to life with some justice to them and I am excited to see that in the future. I feel as though this is a turning point for DC for them to see this movie did well. So it's not the story or the characters that's the problem. It's the director that's the problem or it's the um, the choices that we're making that's the problem. And we need to like sit back and reflect on that. So I'm hoping this movie helps them do that a little bit more so that we get some really great DC movies so people could see why I love DC so much because it is amazing. And we have a few coming up. I believe there's a Zatanna movie, I think, coming out next year I'm super excited about. So there's so much stuff in store for DC and I'm hoping that this is where their turning point is and that we get to see more amazing movies like this 
And I hope that you all go see it in theaters. I hope that you all go watch it on HBO Max. And if you liked it or you hated it, please let me know. Hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. Um, hit me up on TikTok. Uh, send me a message on Anchor, whatever you want to do. But let me know what your thoughts are about the movie as soon as you see it because I'd love to hear them. Let's talk about it. I hope you guys... Have a wonderful Thursday, and I will see you guys next week when I start to reveal why I don't cosplay anime characters, because this seems to be a controversial topic. So I'll see you guys then. Bye. Thank you for joining us this week on Your Nerdy Girlfriend Podcast. Make sure to check us out at Your Nerdy Girlfriend on Instagram to vote on episode topics and to have your voice heard in our What Are You People Saying? segment where I answer your questions. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. And if you like what you've heard, make sure you share with others. Thanks for listening. See you guys next Thursday.